Hi, everyone. We have a special call for submissions to all of our listeners. Our next episode is about our dirty little secrets and our special coming out stories. Did you maybe come out as queer to your parents? Perhaps tell a partner about your kink. Come out as Polly. Maybe something about an affair. What was your dirty little secret? We want to hear from you. So who did you tell and how'd it turn out? Email us your voice memo at womenwatching at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from your stories and thank you. Pornography and sex deviation have always been with mankind. Coming up, we ooh and ah about erotic Harry Potter fanfiction and Marvel and magic hands. Hi, Bobby. Women Watching Porn, a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women Watching Porn. We're very excited to be here with a guest today. But first, I am here in the studio with Maxie. Hello, Maxie. How are you doing? Hi, Laura. I'm great. Good. First day of summer, it seems, oh, here yeah. for us. I'm wearing a crop top again. I'm so excited. Yes, I know. I'm not wearing any <laughs> sleeves. It's very exciting indeed. And, you know, speaking of good weather, Chris, you are on the other side of the world in California, which is very exciting. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm feeling tan and a little wind burnt from hiking on the coast and communing with elk and, you know, sea creatures. <laughs> I was keeping an eye out. There's whales this time of year, so what? it's all very majestic. Oh, that's amazing. Well, communing with nature is good. Any good porn discoveries to share with us from oh. California? <laughs> so I am sharing a wall with my 15-year-old nephew, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have not masturbated <laughs> quite some time. It's been weeks, so I don't know what's happening. I'm just building it up. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. In fairness, I understand that. Maxie, any, any developments in the world of porn for you? Oh, let me think about that for a second. Because I have been watching porn. Oh yeah, I was getting more into buy threesomes with two guys and a girl uh, oh. where the guys are also involved with each other and I'm starting to really like it. Oh yeah, I, I'm into that too. I can see that. Yeah, lots of dig sucking and yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Speaking of, Anna, I know the last time I wrote something that involved this exact setup, you were quite keen on it. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. I think that like men don't realize that we have kind of the same thing that they have when they see girls making out. I mean, for me, I love watching guys make out. Totally. Absolutely. Speaking of, I should introduce you. We have, I'm very excited to have you on the show today, all the way from Berlin. We're an international collective of women of, well, not really so much mystery, given that we talk about our sex lives on the internet, <laughs> but <laughs> we have Anna, uh, who goes by the name Pimenta Citrica in her writing, a writer of erotica, and also a, I would say you're also kind of a sexual health activist, right? That was one of the ways you got your start writing uh, yeah. in the field. Yeah, I and, guess uh, you could call it that. How would you call yes, it yes, then, Yes, what would you say? I don't know. I mean, I would definitely say erotica writer. I say sex activist because it's it's more broad, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I always, I always feel we use sexual health a lot because it's a classification in public that is somehow accepted rather than sexual pleasure or female pleasure. So I feel sexual health, you know, is... What, what you would advertise yourself at in like a women's magazine or something. That's definitely true, actually. And we're trying to 
I, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like, it's like we cleanify things, mm. you know, like, I feel like this is funny with lots of the, um, like, story apps that you find. They're all, they're, all their marketing is like a yoga studio or something. It's all couched. <laughs> so masturbation is wellness. And that's very funny to me. Like, I don't disagree with it. I just think it's funny how, how it's sold to you. Yeah. Because guys rub one out, but we do sexual wellness. Oh. <laughs> Aren't we majestic creatures? <laughs> yeah. we, we are. We are majestic creatures. <laughs> so, Anna, tell us a little bit about your work and about how you got your start in erotica writing. Well, I mean, I'm from Brazil, but I've been living in here in Berlin for nearly five years now. Yeah, I started writing erotica the first time that I ever did I was 12, because um, I was really into fan fiction. And I, <laughs> I read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction. And one day I decided to write a sex scene from Harry's point of view. So it was pretty dirty, like, oh, especially for that. a 12 year old. <laughs> Down with the wand, Harry. Right? <laughs> when Gadjum live yourself. <laughs> Anna, I, ha- I have to ask you, who was ha- Harry boning in the sex scene? <laughs> Me. You! Yeah. Uh, okay, of right, of course. <laughs> Self-insertion. That's fan fiction. So anyway, after I wrote that, I actually, I was very into it. It was very liberating, I guess, also because I was writing from a man's point of view, so it made me feel less shame about being very explicit. Um, so I continued to do that, and then when I grew up a little more, I started getting into My Chemical Romance fan fiction. There's this emo band. I didn't uh, yeah. realize there was My Chemical Romance fan fiction of that variety. Oh, there's a whole world of that. You learn something new every day. I love this. We've never talked about this before. I improved a lot of my English as well because I started reading and writing in English um, around that time. And I read a lot about fetishes and queerness and things that were not in the mainstream yet. But it was just a hobby. And then when I moved to Berlin, I was like, well... (sighs) I think I need to, because I wanted to take, be taken seriously as a writer. And I thought that if I put it out there that I was writing erotica, people would not take me seriously anymore. But at some point I was like, this is so important for me. I really want to talk about sex and I really want to naturalize it in the way that I kind of needed to see when I was a teenager and I, I couldn't see it anywhere. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Um, Let's see what happens. I don't care what happens in my professional life or love life or whatever. But lo and behold, I didn't have a lot to fear because since I started, like I have a blog in which I um, publish erotic content, but also sexual wellness and education and health (laughs) um, (laughs) stuff. And a YouTube channel, and I also write fictional stories um, published um, on various platforms. So, yeah, it's become my profession. The life sexy. It's great. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. (laughs) Speaking of, oh, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, Anna, I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit about your process as you write erotica, because it sounds to me like that 
the process of thinking about and writing and creating erotica is probably pretty hot. Like, is this something that gets you off personally? Uh, <laughs> um, sometimes, but it depends a lot on what I'm writing. And I think that also because I edit, because I'm in contact with erotic content so much nowadays, I got a little desensitized to it. So it's... Yeah, it's work now. Yeah, it's... Uh, but in the beginning, when you wrote your very first Harry, Harry Potter, like, was that part, like some sort of porn for you? Oh, yeah. And when I was reading the My Chemical Romance fan fiction, that was my... I mean, I've always preferred to read porn rather than watch it. And there are so many, like, hot stories that I read that have this imprinting in my mind. Like, I can still, like, I still find them hot, and I still go back to the same stories and read them again. Um, they still do it for me. <laughs> yeah. And I find, I love reading erotica. My, it's my preferred way to, uh, to digest porn too. And I think it's because I, it, it, it embeds into your brain because I'm imagining it. It lives in my head more than anything, right? Like every detail is my own. And I, I've heard that it's a bit more popular with, um, with, with, humans that identify as women, they, I feel like we tend to gravitate a bit more to written erotica over, over the, the visual form of porn. And I'm wondering if you have any ideas about why that is. Yeah. I mean, I wonder about that a lot because there is research saying that basically men are more visual, but I wonder if that's a matter of how they're socialized or if it's biological, or if it's a mix of both, which probably is the correct answer. I, I know a lot of men who like more to read erotica over watching porn. So I guess it's because we've been socialized to kind of like be ashamed of explicit stuff, then maybe we naturally gravitated towards erotica while men... Um, did not have this idea of, well, erotica is an option as well. So I think, I hope that things are changing because you're also merging in like what is erotica, what is like explicit porn. I think that things are being more like converting into each other now. Yeah, I think there's also the thing that there's a lot of, well, a lot of vagina owners and female identifiers in general um, will experience porn as a bit like threatening, a bit intimidating, a bit grim, you know. Because it is. Let's yeah. be real. It is. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> when we first started when we first started to do this podcast, that was really something that we thought about quite a lot, right? Like, oh, the world of porn, it's all this is very uh male gazy and it's not that that's wrong in itself. It's just that there isn't really anything that seems like it's geared at us. Um, and obviously we found that that isn't actually the case, but the mainstream of visual porn, I would say, is very much that. It's geared towards a penis owner um, <laughs> of the heterosexual male variety, I suppose, but, in general. But that's why erotica is so great, because every character in anything I read is 
exactly what I want and exactly what I need in that moment because it's it's happening in my head versus if I'm visually looking at something, I'm like, oh, ooh, that tattoo or like, mm. oh, why is there so much gel in that person's hair? Like, it's too distracting. The jeans, yeah. the ill-fitting jeans. <laughs> the cowboy hat. Like, oh. it doesn't make any the sense. The nails in lesbian oh, porn. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes, mm. Anna. Absolutely. I have a funny story actually about the first time that I've ever watched porn. Oh, because, go on. Because even though I had read all kinds of gay erotica, I started having sex actually quite late. And for a long time in my life, I believed that, that I was a lesbian. So by the time that I was 21, I had never seen a dick. I had never seen a picture or I had never seen a dick in film. My friends obviously were like, dude, it's time, come on. (laughs) So one day, and this, I had already had sex and I had written about dick sex a lot, but I don't know. It's just this, the visual was kind of intimidating for me. So they ambushed me into watching porn. And I was like 21. And by that time, I was only having sex with women which is um, kind of a different layout, so to speak. And then it was a very mainstream porn, and the guy had a gigantic dick, and he was just pounding this poor girl. And I was, like, looking at her, I was like, she's not having fun. Like, I can tell. Like, that was a bit traumatizing for me. It's like, if you wanted to convince me that this is a good idea... Nope. <laughs> yeah, mainstream porn is no way to turn a lesbian, as it turns out. <laughs> um, but subsequently, I know you have written stories and very sexy stories about having sex with men. And I am actually quite keen to read a very small excerpt of one both so the girls can see some of your work and also because this story means quite a lot to me. It's noxious. You know this one. Uh, And I wrote a story that was not a million miles from this around the same time as you wrote this story. And so I felt like we had a real connection at that point. So I want to read just a couple paragraphs of this. I think the story is really fantastic. is an excerpt from Noxious by Pimenta Citrica. I was subdued. He claimed my body as an access to my soul. When he came inside me, his voice was coarse against my ear. Fuck, it just felt so good. I had a little bit of him inside me everywhere. I laid there delightfully violated, and I had never felt so naked and so safe in my entire life. This, I thought to myself, must be what love feels like. The next day I could feel his cum dripping out of me every time I took a step, little droplets staining my slutty lace underwear, and I smiled every time I felt it, cherishing the secret I carried around in between my legs. Mm. Oh, yum. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a bit more about your relationship with porn since that traumatic 21-year-old experience and how it's developed. Um, Well, thank you for for reading it, first of all. I I really like that story. Um, It it was very hard for me to write because it's a horror porn story about it's a metaphor for an abusive relationship 
And the gist of it is that the guy's cum is poisonous. So it's making her sick. But yeah, at the same time... It's like time, a magical realism style of yeah. story, really. There's a lot of that in it. And it's not usually what I write because I have this more tongue-in-cheek comical style. And this was completely out of my comfort zone and also, I think, the most personal story I've ever written. So it's like a way for me to heal from this abusive relationship that I had gotten out of. So it took me a long time to actually get this out. <laughs> but now I look back and I feel like I really connected with something very dark. But I, I also wanted to bring out the sexiness because there is so much desire in that abusive relationship. It's just like the only connection that you have like, is when you're fucking that person. So, yeah. About porn. Well, since that traumatic experience, I think it took me a while to get into visual porn again. So I would just go on to Tumblr, for example, so watch some sexy GIFs. I thought that was more, um, well, sexy. Um, mm. And then as I've gotten older, I've decided to explore a little more, but I, I think that mainstream porn in general doesn't do it for me um, because also if you get into a mainstream porn portal the whole visual the whole experience it's demeaning <laughs> like the ads that pop up and it's just it's just very dehumanizing <laughs> and it's not sexy um, there was a time when I was maybe like 26, 27, that I would just like watch porn to um, rub one out before I would go to sleep. Um, now I'm trying to be more conscious about the porn that I consume because I, I've realized also through my sex, sexual education work how important that is. But um, yeah, I think it's... It's hard for me to find things that I quite like. But then when I do, I usually go back to the same videos like a few <laughs> times. So I have a couple of favorites on my bookmarks and then I just go back to them. Yeah, I don't bookmark mine, but I definitely rewatch uh, my favorite porn scenes. Yeah. Do you reread your favorite books? Yes. Maxi. Do you really uh, read your favorite books? I don't, I don't read erotica, but I really think I should start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds like a challenge. Yeah, I, I would say I have favorites both in the visual and in the, in the like, erotica sense in general, yeah. Mm -hmm. Should we Christine? watch some porn? Let's watch some porn. All right, yeah. ladies, Let's watch are you some ready? porn. Yes. <laughs> video is an amateur porn from an account called Sexy Sorcerer Supreme. It is called Magic Hands vs. Perfect Pussy, an apt description. Tags include verified amateurs, edging, and female orgasm denial. This is a depiction of edging or bringing someone to the brink of orgasm only to stop so they don't actually orgasm at that point. We don't see very much of the man, but skinny legs and smooth hands with long fingers he is wearing a wedding ring, which I think is cute. The woman is a slim blonde with natural breasts and entirely hairless genitals. 
The setting is clearly their bed at home with greenish grey sheets. The woman is sitting on top of the man, her butt between his thighs, her legs spread wide, her feet next to his shins. She wears an anklet. He begins by touching her vulva very lightly. As she squirms in anticipation, he drips some lube onto her mom's pubis and proceeds to rub it onto her clit. He moves his fingers up and down the length of her vulva, eventually sliding fingers into her vagina. His hand is flat most of the time, which is a salutary lesson for porn viewers of the world. We see him really delving into her vagina with his fingers. It is rare to see this much attention paid to a vulva in porn. He flattens his hand and rubs her clitoris sideways. It is notable how much he changes the strokes and all these different ways of moving his hand that he has. It's very impressive, actually. He clearly knows what he's doing, and we see her squirm as she breathes harder and moans louder. And every time she seems to be getting close to orgasm, he stops or starts to slap her vulva, sometimes lightly, sometimes much harder. Then he removes his hand for a second, and then he continues in the same vein. We see her lifting her butt and straining against his fingers. Oh my god. Oh wow. my god. Wow, wow, that- wow, wow, wow. <laughs> oh. That's Book the hottest market. thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> on mm. Thank you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so this this is a couple that they upload to Pornhub their own videos. So they're in the Pornhub community. And they actually, I guess, make a little bit of money off of them. And Hopefully. Yeah. Hope so for them. They deserve they it. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah. And they don't show their faces. And I think it's like a married couple. And they have a lot of videos on edging. So I found one that's like popular with women. And it went from there. Just like, it's very nice because uh, sometimes they, they will talk. Like in the longer videos, they're like masturbating each other or teasing each other. But they're like also talking and laughing. So it's like you can see there is a lot of intimacy. And like I said, like the videos are super amateur. But it's so hot because mm. they're actually into what they're doing. Yeah, everyone's actually having a good time. And that's something that we complain about a lot on women watching porn <laughs> is that we do see quite a lot of things where we're like who is enjoying this <laughs> who is this for? and the answer is clearly no one <laughs> yeah it was so sweet and intimate the way he was holding her from behind and using two hands what the, that man had skills Ooh. i'm so impressed oh yeah absolutely yeah. like every every person who wishes to do anything sexual with a vagina in the world <laughs> should, should probably this. have a look at this. Yeah. Yes, bookmark it, watch it over and over again, study it, practice, please. Yeah. I beg you, we beg you. Yes. <laughs> we will link to this episode, in the episode notes, we will link to this porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the vaginas of the world. Yes. Seriously, it's yeah. a public just, I just wish, right, like, because there's so many men that, sadly don't know what to do with their fingers. This is interesting to me because I have not really consciously done anything like this in my own life, right? Like I, the kind of, you know, getting right to the brink of orgasm and then pulling back oh. type thing is pr- not really something I've particularly explored. I'm like more into instant gratification than that, frankly. <laughs> so this was super interesting and educational for me too. Girls, tell me a bit 
Oh, about yeah. your experiences. Go I on, Chris. Go for it. I happily tell you. Yes, edging is a very powerful tool to prolong your orgasms and make them much stronger. Yeah. So just if you're uh, in control of the situation, which you can be, you can take yourself almost there, back off for a few seconds or a minute, whatever your personal, go back, do it again, go back, do it again. And and personally, what happens for me is in, in that process, I kind of end up having an orgasm that feels like it's like five minutes long. Like it just keeps happening. And then the release is really big. So it's not instant gratification, but it can be more gratifying if you just kind of play with it. So highly recommended by yourself with a toy or with a partner if you just kind of take control of the movements. Cool. Yeah. Maxi, tell me. Yeah, I have uh, read about this on OMG Yes and started trying it because usually I am more about the instant gratification as well. And it actually, this is a nice reminder because I haven't done edging in a long time. And this was a nice reminder that I really should start doing that again because it's so gratifying in the end. When you, and, and what Chris said, like the buildup gets incredible and the eventual, like the orgasm in the end is just so much more powerful and long and intense and beautiful. And yeah. yeah. Can only highly, highly recommended. Fascinating. And Anna, <laughs> since you recommended this couple, I take it you've probably tried out some such techniques as well then. Yes. Actually, since I started masturbating when I was like a teenager and I was experimenting on my own, I would do it. I would get on the brink of an orgasm and then pull back and then do it again and um, until I couldn't take it anymore. It's just like it makes you so turned on. Mm. And then... When I started doing it with partners, it's even more fun because you were totally not in control of the situation. Just like begging that person to let you come and you, you know, they won't. And it's, that's um, pretty hot. There is one technique that's pretty easy if you've never tried. like when you're by yourself, you're like, well, I need to hold it and I can count to 10. And then once I get to 10, then I get to come. But actually, sadly, lately, well, I've been on antidepressants for a year now because life. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And that um, really takes away your libido. So it's just not been the same. And I, since then, I've not done so much edging because it's already hard for me to come. So I'm scared that if I pull back, then I won't get an orgasm at all which is pretty but good and useful information for people who take medication that affects your libido as well um you know (laughs) experiment experiment with it uh but maybe be aware that uh you know, it makes it more di- more difficult in that respect as well as others. Hmm. And I got to say, one of the reasons why I do keep forgetting about edging and don't do it all the time, or I'm not as obsessed about it as I could be, is that I also find it hard to orgasm sometimes. So when I feel I'm close, I want to get there. Mm. Oh, so yeah. then pulling back feels like, oh no, I'm losing something, or I keep, like I get too greedy. Not too, I get greedy and I want that orgasm. Yeah, I so. can see that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Well, this was fascinating. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining with Zoom and with different time (laughs) zones and everything. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Maxi. And massive thank you, Anna. It was so good to see you. Yeah. And you've made such a fantastic guest and you've picked such a fantastic porn for us. Yeah, we're all bookmarking this. (laughs) I think. (laughs) I love this. So nice to meet you, Anna. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, it was really nice. 
Yeah. Bye, nice. everyone. Bye, Bye. ladies. See you next Bye. time. Thank you for the invite. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This was When We're Watching Porn, hosted by Chris, Maxi, and Laura. Thanks to Daniel for our title music. Thank you for listening. To support us, go to womenwatchingporn.com and click donate. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Follow us on Instagram at womenwatching and Twitter at womentalkporn. Thank you.